0: My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and we've got a great show set up. I'm so excited for this show. Anyway, I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you think you have a paranormal need in your house or business, we can get to you. You know, there's always somebody nearby, whether we're right next door in the same county or maybe three or four counties away. We have ways to get people out to you. So if you have if you need any help, visit CaliforniaHaunts.org or CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, or find me on Facebook. Or you can find California Haunts on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Everywhere you look, Google me. We're there. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming today. Uh, we're doing an early show today. I have a special guest on. Excited, like I said earlier. If you're watching from Facebook, please be sure to follow. If you're watching from Twitter, same thing. You know, and if you're watching from YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, and that's that little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat. That's our mascot. I've got more than 350 videos sitting over there of all kinds of different topics. And I think there's a little something for everybody over there. My S is a real pronounced name for some reason. Anyway, welcome all. And my guest today is unique in that he, um, over the years, he's discovered what he thinks is proof that we never went to the moon, that it was all done maybe in a studio, Stanley Kubrick, maybe, you know, but I want to hear what he has to say. Cause I find it interesting And in that there's more and more, there are more and more stories about this coming to light, you know, did we go or didn't we go and looking at our current space program, it makes, it does make you wonder because it seems like, you know, we take three steps forward with the program, but we're taking three steps back too, because theoretically, if we've already gone to the moon, when we should have that capability. But what are we doing now? We're testing out rockets to go to the moon or go to Mars. You know what I mean? So we haven't really progressed. We went to the space shuttle where we were orbiting the Earth, which is all fine and dandy. But now we're going back to the point of where we were with splashdowns and all this. So maybe, you know, maybe there is something to this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him. I'm going to talk to him about it today. All right. So let me bring him in. Good morning. Hey, Charlotte. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm really good. Tell me about you. How does somebody go from, and I, read, and I read your profile on your website. How does somebody go from believing that somebody landed on the moon to not believing?
1: You have a have, have to have an open mind. That's how, Okay. and you know, uh, it's interesting. There's a saying, pride comes before a fall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was thinking if I were writing the dictionary, what is the definition I would write for pride? Mm -hmm. And pride is simply the unwillingness to be wrong, whereas humility is the willingness to be wrong. And I grew up as the biggest fan of the moon missions, though I was four years old and asleep in bed at the time. My dad was in the Air Force and he gave me kind of a VIP publicity packet he got of Apollo 11. It was about 29 by 12 color prints. I put them up on my bedroom wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was kind of like a shrine, you could say a god. And I thought, hey, how great it is, mankind's greatest accomplishment. So from the age of four to 14, I saw these pictures every day. So that's 3,650 times in a row, mm-hmm. believing that they were on the moon. And then when I was 14, I saw a television program with the name of a gentleman, William Casey, on it, who worked for the Apollo program for six years with high security Clarence, who discovered that they were faking the moon missions. In fact, it's actually a pretty easy thing to do. I mean, once the rocket goes up, whether it's in Earth orbit or halfway to the moon, I mean, who knows? And there's Mm -hmm. only three eyewitnesses, you see? So it's actually pretty easy to fake with no independent press coverage and -hmm. we're to take the pictures from the Nixon administration as factual. And so after I saw his assertion, I went to my bedroom wall of pictures and like my eyes were wide shut i suddenly saw the clear distinction between the real soil that the actor playing the astronaut was standing on and then the fake backdrops in fact in the original pictures you can get them if you order a book probably published in like 1970 through 72 or go to the library and uh, the soil of the moon in the pictures uh was caramel brown And then the background was kind of a grayish blue. Today, they've corrected that. And now in the latest pictures from back then that they've color corrected, the soil Mm. is gray blue and the background is gray blue to help uh, not show the fact that those are fake backdrops.
0: Well, you know what I found interesting really quick? I don't like interrupting, but I just saw a video on TikTok of um, Skinwalker Ranch. And there was a brief shot outside this guy's window when he was driving. You know what it looked like? It looked like Mars.
1: Well, yeah, I remember seeing about 10 years ago a picture of the famous telescope in Hawaii that's on Uh top of some volcanic mountain. Uh
0: And
1: if you look at the rocks and the ground around it, it looks identical to the ones that they claim are on Mars. Right. Obviously scientists and NASA are at that Hawaiian location. And maybe that's where they got the idea from. And I'm sure you've seen the pictures that they claim are on Mars. And then they're an exact replica of somewhere in Northern Greenland. Yeah. So yeah. they already did fake the moon missions. We know that for a fact right. somebody who was there At the time, while they filmed it at his military base, told us on his deathbed and confessed that he was there. He was the chief of security and uh, allowed a certain list of 15 people uh, in to view it, one of which was President Johnson, and he gave us these lists on his deathbed. So we know where it was filmed, the CIA code name, and we have a list of 15 people who were there at the time, including some people who are still alive. And then you could really just prove it logically, like you said, Charlotte, at the very beginning. You know, today, with five decades better technology than in 1969, the farthest that NASA can send astronauts is 250 miles into space. Mm -hmm. In fact, this, you know, alleged mission to the moon in a week or so It's an unmanned probe, Mm -hmm. not landing, just orbiting the moon. And that took 18 years of development. But somehow, with five decades older technology, they were able to go a thousand times farther and only eight years from never being into space to walking on the moon. It only took them eight years of development with five decades older technology. But now with 50 years better technology, it takes 18 years of development just to send an unmanned probe to orbit the moon and not land. So that's a little backwards because the moon is a thousand times farther than where they can send astronauts today. What Mm -hmm. they're really saying is they had a thousand times greater technology in 1969 than they do today. So seeing how it's an historic and scientific impossible uh, for technology to go backwards, it Mm -hmm. means the claim was fraudulent. And if it weren't people's emotional attachment, literally making a god out of it, then they would see the truth for what it was. I mean, I talked to a professor of an aerospace university and I showed him all this proof, shadows intersecting at 90 degrees, which is impossible in sunlight, the deathbed testimony of a person who was there, classified mm-hmm. footage, we uncovered a fake photography right in front of your eyes. And of course the logic that they can't travel a thousand times farther into space in 1969 than we can today. And he said, I, there's nothing I could say that will convince him that it's cherished god moon landing was false and i said okay what if you saw an astronaut on national tv let's say buzz aldrin tearfully confessing they were fake apologizing the guy said i still think he went to the moon (laughs) i mean that's pretty remarkable people just cannot see the truth and these are people teaching university Uh they're so stuck in their ways it boggles the mind
0: Well, you know, like I said, I mean, it's like we took a step backwards because the whole Mercury program and all Gemini program were built to get us into space and get us to the moon. And supposedly we went. But now, like I said, it's a step back. Even the space shuttle was kind of a step back.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you go to sabrell.com, my book that came out that includes the Deathbed Confession, it's the first Mm -hmm. time any book is published the actual name of the military base where Apollo 11 was filmed, mm-hmm. the CIA code name, and a list of 15 oh, eyewitnesses. Sorry, and
0: wondering. again, this
1: was given to us by someone who was there. Okay. And uh, the book is interactive. There's basically 15 video links in the book. I basically write a chapter and say, look, I'm about to talk about my film. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Why don't you stop here? Go to sabrell.com, click on the top left button, Moon Man Video Links, and watch Video Link 1. Then I write another chapter or so that I say, now stop, go to video link number two and so forth. One of the video links is NASA's own scientist who's doing the program that's going to launch in a week. It's the Artemis Orion project. And he says quite plainly uh, that there's this radiation field that surrounds the earth that most people don't even know about called the Van Allen radiation belt. It doesn't start until a thousand miles up. So every manned mission in space, except going to the moon has been about 750 miles below the beginning of the radiation. Now the radiation field is 30,000 miles thick. So you'd have to go through it to the moon and back again through it to return to earth. First of all, he says it's dangerous radiation. And then secondly, the technology for astronauts to survive passing through it has yet to be invented. Maybe that's why they're sending an unmanned probe through it in about a week. So NASA admitted that the technology to travel through the radiation belt to the moon has yet to be invented. So how could they possibly go to the moon with 1969 technology? So I call up NASA. I say, hey, let me talk to this guy. I got a few questions. I said, oh, he doesn't give interviews anymore since he put his foot in his mouth. And I said, well, you know, you sent an unmanned probe, I thinking. 2016 i believe uh to the you know to the radiation field went up to 3600 um, miles mm-hmm. they uh got two geiger counters on board i said can i please have those geiger counter readings to know how much radiation is in this radiation belt they said those geiger counter readings are a military secret really I mean, the amount of hydrogen in the sun, when they sent a probe there, that's not a military secret. Neither is the amount of helium in Jupiter's atmosphere when they sent a probe. Those were publicly available, they're just nature. Why would the temperature outside, or the amount of hydrogen in the atmosphere of a planet or earth, or the amount of radiation in the belt that surrounds the earth, why would that be a military secret? There's Mm -hmm. no reason for it, unless releasing the data proves it's lethal, And that would prove that the moon landings are fake, which is why it's a military secret. Even though NASA just said it's deadly and the technology to survive going through it has yet to be invented. Why do you think they're Mm -hmm. sending an unmanned vehicle through it? How Mm -hmm. about that? So (laughs) somehow, you know, they (laughs) had technology in 1969 that the guy just admitted has yet to be invented to survive going through the radiation belt. So orbiting the Earth, That's no small feat. They did do it in 1967 Mm -hmm. and they can do it today. But here we are five decades later and they still cannot leave Earth orbit. The the Apollo computer had 4K. That's about one millionth of what is in a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So how could they, with that backward technology, go you know a thousand times farther than they can today it doesn't make any sense right so that itself proves that they didn't go the photographs prove they didn't go the classified footage prove they didn't go and the deathbed confession of a guy who was there proves they didn't go what more do you need any of those four proofs independently conclusively prove they didn't go to the moon and we have four times the necessary proof and yet it's still in every encyclopedia and every Gaga scientist, you know, puts his faith. It's interesting. They don't have faith to believe in God, but they have faith to believe in a corrupt federal government.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so when you when you realize this, because I was about the same age you were when I actually saw them, step, you know, step down and, and supposedly take the walk you know, across the moon's surface.
1: Oh, so you're still 25 today. Like I am. Actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I started counting backwards when I hit 30, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what NASA did too. <laughs> you know? So, um, and I know. There's been, there's been rumors about this for years. Cause I mean, look at, look at, look at even Hollywood's dropping hints. They've been dropping hints for years. Capricorn one, you know, and then, and then you've got, you know, um, what's the oh, American horror story just recently.
1: Yeah. Then there was that one about, I don't know, four, eight years ago where that takes place 25 years in the future and they refer to the moon landings as being fake. I forgot the name of that one. Right, but right. yeah, There's a lot of hints about it, isn't it? Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: It is interesting. So if NASA didn't, you know, if we, we didn't go to the moon, how did they film it? Did they get a Hollywood crew out to do it or, or were they able to do it on their own?
1: You well, I always ask myself, what would I do if I were them? Uh-huh. So they can't go to the moon. They are faking it. So you have two choices. You could hire the general of the media department at the Pentagon, and you could get great security but amateur results. Or you could hire the best filmmaker on the planet, worry about security later, and get the short-term benefit of good-looking, realistic pictures, which had to have been the choice that they made. Now, in 1968, the year before they allegedly went to the moon, the world's best filmmaker was shooting a film about going to the moon. And Stanley Kubrick later got a special lens from NASA uh, that had never been released to any filmmaker in order to shoot his film Barry Lyndon entirely under natural light. And then, of course, in The Shining movie, you have the little boy red rum character Mm -hmm. wearing a hand-knit shirt saying Apollo 11 on it for some strange reason. There's even two or three films that go into all the symbolism in The Shining about the moon landing being fake. And Mm -hmm. if a quarter of that is true, it means we didn't go to the moon. And he's trying to tell us so. And he would have been my logical choice as well to do it. In fact, his last film called Eyes Wide Shut, right? right? Because we're looking at that famous picture of Aldrin allegedly standing on the moon with his arm bent leisurely at 90 degrees, which you could never do in a pressurized suit. In Mm -hmm. fact, the whole suit is filled with wrinkles, Now, how many wrinkles are in a balloon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That means the thing isn't even pressurized. The space shuttle astronauts, in order to bend their arm, they have mechanical hinges where the elbows are, which they didn't have, and somehow he's leisurely holding his arm at 90 degrees with wrinkles all in the suit that's not even pressurized. So we see that, our eyes are wide shut, and we still don't perceive the truth. So Kubrick insisted that his last film, with that symbolic title, Eyes Wide Shut, open on a particular day he insisted on it in the contract he wouldn't sign it with the studio and he said it must open on july 16th 1999 the 30th anniversary of the launch to the moon he died before the film came out and they had to contractually do his basically dying wish Mm -hmm. and uh there's odd things about his death uh, that i can't quite go into and i've done a little bit of research but it seems to me Either he was assassinated or they faked his death. I'm not sure what. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I called one of the people on the list that the guy who was there at that particular military base that you can read about in Moonman at sabrell.com, I called one person on that list, Eugene Krantz, who was flight director at NASA. And apparently these guys have scrambled telephone video conferencing equipment in their house. And apparently he was engaged in such a call. When I called on the telephone, he thought I was the tech support person from the government troubleshooting some problem he was having with his scrambled conversation. And he said, oh, is this the call about the video satellite com link with Cernan? Well, that has to mean Eugene Cernan, who allegedly died two years before he said that. <laughs> so, wow, These guys are still talking to one another on these military-grade scrambled video conferencing equipment. And apparently Cernan faked his death just prior to the 50th anniversary so he wouldn't have to deal with questions about the fraud. Mm-hmm.
0: The other thing that comes to mind when I'm talking to you is like what we're doing right here. Even with this technology that we're using, there's still a delay. Like if I if I was to put this show right now live on my cell phone, there would be a delay to going to my cell phone. So here they are on the moon, they're in communication directly with you know with NASA. It doesn't make any sense because there would be a huge delay.
1: Yeah, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon was financed by a board member of an aerospace company who builds rockets for NASA, who knows mm-hmm. that it's fake. He gave us a million dollars because he thought it was his patriotic duty to expose this government fraud. One of the things we uncovered is a classified tape that when you pop it in, it says, do not show to the public. And it's unedited footage of one special effect shot of a one-foot model of the Earth, allegedly with black space around it. That is, you know, them faking beyond a doubt, being halfway to the moon. So if they're faking being halfway to the moon, means they can't go halfway. And what a surprise, 50 years later, they still cannot leave Earth orbit. And then on the tape is a third track of hidden audio of the CIA telling the astronauts not to answer communications from NASA immediately because it will give away the fact that they're still close by in Earth orbit when they're really supposed to be halfway to the moon. So the CIA counts off four seconds. We hear talk, and then Neil Armstrong speaks. And, of course, the conversation of the astronauts and of NASA is kind of like, I call it a radio EQ, kind of sounds like a Mm walkie-talkie. But whoever says talk is crystal clear. And they're right where this secret tape is being recorded. And that's why NASA destroyed all the original videotapes and telemetry data, because that could prove where the spacecraft actually was at the time. And if you magnified these recordings to HD, you could potentially see the fake backdrop. So not only did they deliberately destroy the videotapes, they admit they erased them intentionally and they disassembled the only machine that could play them back so that if they're ever found they can't be played back anyway mm-hmm. and then they admit they deliberately destroyed all the hardware the blueprints and the electronic schematics of the equipment that in today's dollars cost 200 billion dollars to put men on the moon right now why would you spend 200 billion dollars developing a technology and then destroy that you mm-hmm. didn't even do that with the atomic bomb obviously if they really went to the moon they would never destroy the investment in the hardware that got them there on the first attempt However, right. if they perpetrated a fraud, they would destroy everything, which is exactly what they did, which is actually proof of the fraud.
0: Now, how did you end up, like, like you talked earlier about changing your mind about the landing, but how difficult was it to get this stuff that you have? You know. Well,
1: I was a journalist, and I have worked at NBC and ABC, and I told them I'm doing a documentary about the moon landings. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, there's a famous person who said, be as shrewd as a snake, but as innocent as a dove. So I wasn't about to tell them that, hey, I'm you know, trying to prove you didn't go to the moon, send me some juicy material. I did tell them I was thorough. And I figured if they did not go to the moon, they're more likely to have made a mistake faking it the first time they faked it, Apollo 11. So I asked NASA for everything from Apollo 11 every videotape every film footage and every photograph and there's a surprisingly small number of pictures there's really probably less than 20 photographs of an astronaut standing on the surface of the moon of the greatest accomplishment of all time pretty weird and it gets even weirder i personally went to nasa archives and i said can you please find for me a full body picture of a still photograph taken on the surface of the moon of Neil Armstrong, most famous man in the world, first man on the moon. Can you show me a picture of him standing there? There aren't any. He refused to have his picture taken. Now their excuses is is that, well, he's taking the pictures, so he's not in any of them. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to the moon for the first time and there's radiation and micrometeorites and temperature differences of 500 degrees between light and shadow, I think you probably have more than one camera. What if you dropped it? You know, I think they would each have a camera, but he did not want to participate. In fact, if you see uh, their expressions of the three astronauts at their initial press conference, which I show about 20 seconds of, and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. They look like they're at the funeral of their mother. They don't look like the victors and the winning locker room of the super bowl like they should mm-hmm. and a lot of people are convinced that the moon landings are fake simply from their discouraged sour expressions now two of the three astronauts i think actually sorry all three of them resigned within one year in fact the administrator of nasa mysteriously resigned days before the first apollo mission didn't want to have anything to do with it mm, isn't that interesting and then two of the three astronauts on the first mission rarely gave interviews at all unless it was the first press conference or the an anniversary commemoration in okay. fact my film features remarks from armstrong on the 25th anniversary where he holds back tears and tells the world maybe someday you'll be able to remove one of truth's protective layers mm.
0: did you not get slugged by one of the astronauts
1: Well, yeah, after we made a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, I guess from watching courtroom dramas as a kid, I said, well, why not just track down some of these astronauts and ask them to swear to God Mm -hmm. that they walked on the moon on the Bible? The two that did were avowed atheists and the ones that did have a belief in God uh, wouldn't do it. Of course, the scriptures say this is love for God Mm -hmm. to obey the commandments so one of the commandments is to not bear false testimony which they have spent their entire lives doing and the book of james says you can believe in god and not be saved for example i believe the sky is blue does that save me acknowledging Mm -hmm. the fact that there's a god uh the luciferians acknowledge that there's a god but that doesn't save them you Mm -hmm. have to do your best to live a godly life then god will give you grace to cover the rest so basically in encountering all the astronauts in the second film uh, called astronauts gone wild because one astronaut threatens to hit me another one threatens to shoot me another one kicks me from behind another one punches me you know so famously you know done and then another one uh when we accidentally left a wireless microphone on him when he became so infuriated we showed him the fake footage and he turned beet red said get out of my house uh, we left a wireless microphone on him. We left the camera running in the rental car. and three months later the church secretary who did, a, I'm sorry the film secretary who did a transcript of the interviews, calls me up frantically saying and says, you know what they were talking about privately in their home before you u-turned and went back to get the wireless microphone?" I'm like, no what? She says they're talking about calling the CIA to have you assassinated. Wow. Now, if they really went to the moon, and I'm some silly person who thinks it was in a TV studio, why would you have to call the CIA to swat a mosquito? However, if I'm a genuine journalist uncovering a genuine government fraud that mm-hmm. the CIA perpetrated, yeah, maybe the CIA would have to be involved. And then secondly, if the moon missions are civilian, then why is this astronaut have the CIA in his roller decks? You know what I mean? Right. So that doesn't make any sense. If I walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise, I would find that hysterically funny. You want mm-hmm. me to swear in a Bible with two or three Bibles? Make you better? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. But what they react like is me walking up to them in front of their wife and saying, Oh, your mistress says hello. Then they get mad because I am exposing the truth. Mm -hmm. because you know a a sword with no point causes no injury Mm -hmm. so the fact that it is the truth is what gets violent reactions out of them
0: um as a journalist fellow journalist i know what goes into researching stuff just on the normal level how hard it is is it to find information for this
1: well it, it took a lot of time a funny thing happened on the way to the moon was a seven-year process fortunately we were backed by a millionaire many documents that we bought cost ten thousand dollars each we actually bought them from the estates of the widows of dead astronauts and one of the widows I talked to which is not in a funny thing happened on the way to the moon because we were asked to not publish the information until a particular time and now that that person is dead I put it in the book but basically Uh, One of the astronaut's wives and Mm -hmm. one of the astronaut's son, who's a 747 pilot, said that their father and husband was murdered by the CIA. Now, this astronaut and his crew members would have been the first crew to walk on the moon. That's why they were called Apollo 1. Mm -hmm. And the leader, the commander, Gus Grissom, was a whistleblower he had already complained to a senator that they were a decade away from going to the moon not two years like mm-hmm. kennedy's misspoken goal remember today it took 18 years mm-hmm. to send an unmanned probe to the moon when they allegedly went from never going into space to walking on the moon in eight years less than half the time with you know 50 year older equipment right so the guy was on something And uh, the day before he died in a, quote, accident, he told his wife, for some strange reason, for the first time ever, the CIA is all over the launch pad. The next day, the guy is dead. And it's not my opinion. It's the opinion of the dead man's widow and son that he was murdered by the CIA. So Mm -hmm. I have proof they didn't go to the moon. She has proof the CIA killed the crew that would have been the first crew on the moon. Do you think the two events are related? Hmm, I think so. So, you know, if they fake going to the moon and never killed anybody, you know, okay, they counterfeited something. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they're so insistent of, you know, running, you know, over and over again, these documentaries, we really went to the moon. And they have on these shows that allegedly are investigating whether they were fake or not, when really they're just saying, yeah, we did go. Don't believe Bart Tabrell and the other people who say it was fake the reason why they're so concerned is if the truth about the moon landing fraud comes out, mm-hmm. the very next question they're going to ask is what about these dead astronauts that the widow and son says were murdered by the CIA? Mm-hmm. Because then it will come out. Not only did they take an equivalent of $200 billion, a third of our labor going into income tax, not only to deceive us repeatedly, but to murder our fellow citizens who were going to expose their crimes? Because the salaries of the CIA and the equipment they use to kill these astronauts, we paid for. Yeah. See how corrupt the federal government is? They're using our money to kill us, and now they have the audacity to hire eighty-five thousand more armed irs agents to collect even more money from us Mm -hmm. you know if the federal government weren't corrupt then there'd be no reason to arm them Mm -hmm. right because we would love them yeah come on in there'd be no reason to have barricades around the fbi and the white house and all these government buildings if they were honest Mm -hmm. would would there right and if and if oswald really killed jfk there'd be no reason to keep the uh, record secret indefinitely Mm -hmm. You know, all this stuff speaks for itself. So why these people are still in power boggles the mind. Mm
0: -hmm. I did an
1: interview a few days ago, and it kind of dawned on me a famous quote from George Orwell, you know, the famous author of 1984, 1948. And uh, he said, uh, whoever controls the past controls the future. So the past is the moon landings are real when they're not. So as long as that narrative exists the people who control the future the federal government will forever be corrupt whoever controls the past controls the future that means until the moon landing fraud is exposed the mm-hmm. federal government will remain corrupt
0: So um were you able to find any information that, that, that that's possible you know for, for the possibility that it was done on a movie set
1: well, we have an eyewitness, we know where it was filmed, we know the right. dates it was filmed, we know the CIA code name. and we right. know a list of 15 people who were there at the time, okay. several of whom have, were verified to have been at that military base on those dates, believe it or not. One of the individuals I never heard of was a science fiction writer there okay. as, I guess, a consultant for the realism of the fake set, and in some writing of his, he mentioned that he was at that base on those dates for a classified reason. <laughs> how about that so yeah and then we discovered documentation from von braun right. that says in order to go to the moon non-stop in a single rocket it must weigh no question no it's mathematically irrefutable he said it has to weigh 800,000 tons and be taller than the empire state building 10 times the weight of the queen mary now the saturn V rocket weighed 2,500 tons compared to eight hundred thousand tons that's a difference of thirty thousand mm-hmm. percent he said these mathematical numbers are irrefutable two plus two equals four the story he says it will take an eight hundred thousand ton rocket to go to the moon and back in one trip that's it he said unless you build that which he said was a basically a financial impossibility you'd mm-hmm. have to build a space station first and then ferry with you know one or two hundred trips fuel up and then from there go to the moon and then he said once you land you have to immediately go into a cave because 10,000 meteorites the of the size of a grain of sand per minute are right. hitting the moon at 25,000 miles an hour and they will hit your spacecraft they will hit your spacesuit and you will be killed a 50% chance of fatalities every 24 hours from micrometeorites they went to the moon six times, stayed on the moon, you know, six to 20, 30 days total. Never had a single micrometeorite right. when he said it would happen every other day, right? right. <laughs> and kill you. Right. So there's so much proof that they didn't go to the, the lunar module. The idea that that thing could power air conditioners on a bunch of car batteries to compete against 250 degree heat outside and somehow get it down to a comfortable 72 You know, it was just preposterous. That's why they destroyed the electronic schematics because you would be able to prove that it's impossible. There's so, you know, the idea that it could go from zero miles per hour, shoot up and link with a rocket going 3000 miles an hour. And if they were off by more than one tenth of a second, they would be lost forever in space. And they did this on a 4K computer. Now, I had an 8K computer in 1985 that played a game of chess. (laughs) <laughs> and after the first move, it took 45 minutes to make a move. You know, well, <laughs> how Radio could they track. synchronize Radio these with handy computers? Track. Tandy computers. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. could they synchronize those rockets going from zero to three thousand and matching them perfectly with the computer that's gonna take, you know, 30, 45 minutes to make that calculation and they have to be made in real time? That's you true. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So I mean it's it's just amazing you're trying to wake people up and they get mad at you from you know throwing a glass of water in their face before they sleepwalk off a cliff because mm-hmm. if these people still trust the federal government after faking the moon mission, faking the Gulf of Tonkin incident, faking mm-hmm. 9/11, faking who killed JFK and faking the last little adventure for the last 2 years they're, they're going to kill us because they said that's their goal. The people who run the world said this is our goal, to get rid of 93% of the population. Right? Mm-hmm. And Bill mm-hmm. Gates out of his own mouth said one of the ways of doing that is to use certain medicines to help lower the population. Now, if medicine is good for you, then that would increase the population, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the scriptures say out of the overflowing of the heart, the mouth can't help but speak. And he said it himself, and it just boggles the mind. I mean, I don't know, Charlotte, your belief in God, but if you're right. going into ghosts, you have to understand there's forces of good and evil, right?
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, may, maybe ghosts aren't even real. Maybe yeah. ghosts are, are I mean, real in the sense that they have, people have witnessed them without a right. doubt, right. but maybe they're not dead relatives because the Bible says you're asleep until judgment day. In fact, Jesus said, Lazarus is asleep. And Jesus said when he comes back, the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm -hmm. So if they're already spirits, what are they doing coming out of their graves, right? Right. And so maybe these demons are pretending to be your grandmother or whoever to mislead people. Is that your opinion?
0: That's my opinion too, yeah. What
1: what amazing. You know, I had no idea what your opinion is with the ghost show, and here you are awake in more ways than one.
0: (laughs) It is. I have a very open mind to stuff. I always have. And there's infinite possibilities to everything, you know, and right.
1: you know there's even only one truth to everything.
0: Yeah, and the frightening, <laughs> thing, the other thing too is there's also. Belief. I read a book a while back called um, the Mojave Incident, and it really kind of opened my eyes because it was about this alien abduction. But the aliens would come and take these people out of their house, and they were going through walls like ghosts do supposedly and the room would get really cold like ghosts do so then i started to question everything you know about this whole ghost thing is it demons is it maybe well, god forbid aliens but i'm just saying you know just it completely opened me up to yeah, that's
1: very interesting because if you go to my website sabrell.com just scroll yeah. down a little bit you'll see an article i spent hundreds of hours writing and researching called are there really aliens mm-hmm. and The top two alien researchers, and I have their names in the article, they spent four decades each investigating Mm -hmm. UFOs. They came to the same conclusion independent of one another after decades of research, which is number one, UFOs are real. Mm -hmm. And number two, they're not from outer space. Mm -hmm. They're from Earth. And number three, we think they're demonic. Now, when people are being abducted, they invoke the name of Jesus and the, quote, aliens run away. Now, if they're really an alien from outer space, why would the name of Charlotte, Bart, Buddha, Mohammed, Jesus care? Why would they care? So That's very interesting, isn't it? And so the cold temperature, maybe when you open another dimension, that's what happens. Cold air comes
0: in. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what opened my mind to everything to where I really started to look more into it. You know, the demons and aliens or, or what's going on. Question in the chat room is, if you don't believe that, Going to the moon was possible using, I love this, Moss and Trig. How do you explain the success of the Voyager probes? And are you saying that that, that they were fake as well?
1: No, I think they're real uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, you have to understand you can buy a toaster, you know, the kind you make toast with,
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: can x-ray it a thousand times and it'll keep making toast for you.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: x-ray a human being a thousand times, you're gonna run into great difficulty. One of the reasons that rocket had to weigh 800,000 tons is because of the radiation protection uh, for humans, which is Uh different than for inanimate objects, plus all the food, oxygen, Uh water, and all that. So yes, I think you can send unmanned probes through the radiation belt. In fact, the Voyager and Pioneer spacecrafts were likely used to triangulate the location of planet X. There's a Mm -hmm. Washington Post article from, I think, 1983 that says so. There's Mm -hmm. even an early NASA video that says the whole point of the mission was to find Planet X. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to sabrell.com, scroll down right near the alien article is an article about Planet X. Mm -hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of hours of research and writing that potentially uh, there is a rogue planet near us and these probes were sent out for that purpose and this could have a threat. To humanity mm-hmm. uh most people don't know but Gil gilbroussard of planet7x.net he told me that prior to 705 bc all the calendar civilizations of the world had a 360 day year hmm. mm-hmm. how about that didn't know that one of the most important events in history is not taught in school you see that's why there's 360 degrees on a compass so at, we had 12 months exactly 30 days each now how Mm -hmm. can you argue against divine creation 12 tribes of israel 12 months and everyone is exactly 30 days that's obviously design right now apparently a rogue planet came by in 705 bc because immediately after that all the calendar civilizations like the mayans the egyptians the chinese the hebrews they changed their calendars overnight to 365 and a quarter What that means is the earth was pulled slightly further away from the sun by an object that would have to be about seven times bigger than the earth or bigger. And that's where we are now. Now, the book of Isaiah actually talks about the second coming of Christ, the end of the world, multiple times. That's what it means by the day of the Lord. And in Isaiah 13, 13, in talking about such a future time, it says the Earth will be moved out of its place. Hmm. I think that means the orbit's going to be messed up yeah. again, probably from Planet X again. Mm-hmm. And then you even have the Vatican has a telescope out in Arizona, the most powerful telescope in the world, called the Lucifer Telescope, I believe, tracking planet Lucifer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is Planet X, the rebellious, the rogue planet the rogue angel and now science says there's probably two rogue planets for every solar system in the galaxy Mm -hmm. and so I think this is symbolic and God let this you know destruction happen knowing that we needed a rebuke and secondly it basically destroyed the testimony of divine creation right the devil planet the rebel planet destroyed the mathematical scientific testimony of design. Although you could, you know, figure that out for yourself. There's a great book called The Privileged Planet, which Mm -hmm. goes into great detail how things like this don't happen by accident. They can mathematically prove that we were designed by higher intelligence.
0: Right, right, right. Now, when you look at the, like we were talking about technology earlier, and when you think about it, the computer, that the laptop that I'm using right now, has more technology than they have on the space shuttle.
1: Well, yeah, the space shuttle was from, I guess, you know, 1985 or something yeah. design. Yeah. And uh, you know, that thing needed multiple computers in order to fly. It could not be flown manually. Mm-hmm. It ha- had to be flown by computers because it was so aerodynamically sensitive. Right. To be able to coast from outer space to a, you know, v- right. virtually a pinpoint landing. And they had five, or I guess four backup computers, the main computer and four backup computers running simultaneously because without a computer that they would crash. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess you're right. The, the speed now is faster than the space shuttle that could do that. And uh, we memory. have to understand that Elon Musk. Okay. He has the latest technology and he wanted to see if he could land a rocket vertically with, you know, today's one right. million greater computers. The first, and he had a computer. Basically, there were six engines on each side of these rockets, each one had a supercomputer to gimbal the thing so that it could land without falling over. Mind you, this is with five decades better technology than NASA claims they used to go to the moon. The first time he tried to land a rocket vertically with five decades newer technology than the moon technology, it crashed. The second time, it crashed. The third time, it crashed. The fourth time, it crashed. The fifth time, it crashed. It took them six attempts with you know six supercomputers on each side of the rocket to land a rocket vertically. So how could they land a rocket vertically on the moon in a foreign environment 50 mm-hmm. years earlier on the first attempt with one millionth computing power when it took Elon Musk six attempts with five decades newer technology in the controlled environment of Earth? Mm.
0: Well, that's the point I was just trying to make. I mean... You look at the space, like I said, what they used on the space shuttle, and then think about all those years ago, and they weren't even close to that. I remember taking a tour, my mother worked for Pacific Bell, and I remember taking a tour of their computer room. And when you when you think about that, you know, if they were trying to land this, these things on the moon, the computer rooms must have been Huge because the ones ATT had were like were like just these huge warehouse spaces full, you know, full of I don't know the hard drive or whatever it was they were using at the time, the tape, you know, to just keep keep the phone stuff running and all that. So it just it boggles the mind of, of what they would have had to use.
1: Yeah, and again, the mission allegedly going to orbit the moon in an undemand vehicle without landing mm-hmm. took 18 years of development. So they allegedly went from never being in space to walking on the moon in only eight years with five decades older technology. Complete contradiction. That alone proves they didn't go to the moon. Mm -hmm. Then you have shadows intersecting at 90 degrees from objects Mm -hmm. five feet apart, which in sunlight they're parallel. That proves they didn't go to the moon. Plus the footage we uncovered of them faking being halfway to the moon in real time with Mm -hmm. the CIA on the third track of audio. And then we have the deathbed confession of a guy who was there. Mm -hmm. So, and then the people he said were on this list of eyewitnesses, we have independent verification that they were at that base on those particular dates. And then my source, you know, which is the dead man's relative. After he died, I was confirming the details of his relative who was there when they filmed the fake moon landing. And this was less than two years ago, just confirming the details with him over the telephone his house is broken into all the stuff about his relative that they could get their hands on was taken. And mm-hmm. he was visited by two government agents a few days later and threatened with death. If he ever talked to me again, huh. This was less than two years ago. So I believe even though the moon landing fraud killed fewer people than nine right. 11, the last little two year scenario thing they've been doing, even the Kennedy assassination witness list is you know like 200 people. It's still, if the government fraud was exposed, I think it would infuriate the public more than anything else because they prayed for them. They gave them congressional medals of honor for lying. And it's a God to people. It's burned in their hearts, Mm -hmm. putting a man on the moon. You show them that the federal government lied about that and took their money to deceive them. I think that truth coming out would change the government for the better more than anything else. That's mm-hmm. why less than two years ago, when I'm about to publish this data, the person who you know gave it to me, they're harassing them because this is this would uh, expose the federal government for what they really are. And these people still doing these, you know, embezzling, lying, and murdering. They're in power to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a question about the moon rocks that they brought back because I know I've seen them myself. You know, visiting aerospace museums and whatnot. What do you think of that? Did, did they, were they able to manufacture those, or are those just plain lava rock that they made look like that? Well, there are probably
1: multiple versions of it. Uh, interesting note we have in the book is there was um, a curator of a museum in the Netherlands, and he apparently watched a funny thing happen on the way to the moon, was convinced the moon landings were fake, took a rock that was hermetically sealed for four year a uh, four decades sorry that Neil Armstrong said out of his own mouth he personally picked up this rock personally put it in his pocket personally gave it to the Prime Minister of the Netherlands mm-hmm. who then put it in this sealed box in a museum they opened it up a few years ago they said it's a piece of petrified wood just to look kind of mysterious wow. and unless there are trees growing on the moon it's a fake moon rock in fact it made the news. You know, the you know, lighter side, hey, a moon rock proves to be fake. Well, then what about the moon missions? Hmm. <laughs> no one asked that question. In fact, when the, I think it was the Washington Post that exposed Watergate scandal, they did a story about how, ooh, isn't it interesting? Some people think the moon missions are fake. Mm-hmm. I sent them the classified footage of fake photography of them faking being halfway to the moon. He said, yeah, they're faking being halfway to the moon, which they would never have to do if they really went. I said, you're right. So why don't you do a story about how the moon missions really were faked? He said, if I did that, I'd be fired. Mm -hmm. I thought there was a free press in America. I guess that's a lie, too.
0: I just find this all interesting in that you're right. You have really good points about, you know, why... why it could have been faked I mean and I agree with you the technology just wasn't there to send anybody to the moon but it just amazes me that you know it it hasn't leaked out until now
1: you know it's interesting Uh, um, if you go to sabrell.com and click on reviews of my book I think 90% of them are five or four stars and of all the critical reviews and there's not that many of them Uh they say I could have written it better I could have Put in more proof, but even the critical reviews acknowledge that the moon landings are fake, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so if if my book proves that, then job well done already. Mm-hmm. It, isn't it interesting? My critics even agree that the moon missions are fake. My greatest critic online admits that this footage I uncovered is NASA faking being halfway to the moon. He admits it. He just says, Well, they were rehearsing. I'm like, Well, okay, then rehearse with the real earth out the window you wouldn't need to create a fake model of it right if right. you really went to the moon every ounce cost a million dollars every minute cost a million dollars why would you create a fake earth if you were really halfway to the moon it has no answer for that you know so it's pretty remarkable isn't it
0: There are areas here that look like the moon i mean like even out here in california the the valley of the moon you know, they film Star Trek movies out there and all that because it looks like an alien landscape. And you're right. You know, it would have been a lot cheaper just to go there and just film the thing. And, you know,
1: well, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Some diehard fans who want to insist the moon, ma- moon missions are real, despite overwhelming evidence that they were fake, said, oh, it'd be harder to fake them than actually go. That's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of the truth. A film a few years ago was called The Martian. Did they yes. fly to Mars to shoot on location? No, because it's easier to fake it than right. to actually do it. Come on, give me a break. It's much easier to fake a fuzzy black and white TV picture, you know, which looked like it could be in someone's backyard at night with the spotlight than to actually do it. Come on. And then they're like, oh, you couldn't keep a secret from all those people, you know, involved in all those, you know, departments mm-hmm. making the glove or the boot of the door. Well, of course you think the CIA is stupid enough. To tell the guy making the glove or the boot or the door, hey, we're really not going to the moon. Don't tell anybody. I mean, that's like saying what a bank teller and the bank CEO know about the corruption of the bank are identical. They're clueless. There right. are computer controllers in the heart of NASA who admitted they can tell no difference from a simulation in a real flight. Looks the same to them. And then there's only three eyewitnesses and a TV picture controlled by the government, all taken on faith.
0: Do you think with this flight next week that people might start waking up to the truth? Because, I mean, obviously, like I said, we're stepping backwards here, you know, and people have to realize that.
1: Well, they are. Every time they do an article about people who think, you know, we didn't go to the moon, they quote a survey from 1999, you know, more than 20 years ago. And they say the percentage of people who think it's fake is very small. Well, that was from, you know, almost 25 years ago. And uh, the, because the percentage now is growing to as much as 25%. Mm-hmm. We already have 75% of Americans know that Oswald did not shoot Kennedy. Mm-hmm. 50% of Americans know that guys with box cutters didn't bring down the Pentagon and two skyscrapers, much less the third one that had mm-hmm. a furniture fire, right? And now 25% of Americans know that the moon missions were fake that's Mm -hmm. quite a large number of the population right so i mean why is our government allowed to continue to operate like this we already have three quarters the majority of people saying oswald did not kill kennedy which means the government did right government the cia killed their own president three quarters of americans agree and nothing is done about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it boggles the mind. You have 3,000 architects and engineers saying it's a mechanical impossibility for a pinhole airplane to bring down a steel-structured skyscraper.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, you
1: have the Oklahoma City bombing, which blew away half of the building. Did it collapse with half of the building blown away? Mm -hmm. No, because it can't. It's too strong, and a pinhole airplane is not going to bring down a skyscraper. It's impossible. You have 3,000 architects and engineers. Has anything gone to trial? No. Then you have George Bush Jr. and Cheney testifying about what they know about 9-11 to Congress, and they say, we'll be glad to testify as long as we don't have to pledge that we won't lie. Right? They only agree to testify about their knowledge of 9-11 as long as it's not under oath, meaning we'll be glad to tell you as long as we have permission to lie. Mm Mm-hmm. And somehow the public in Congress lets them get away with that. I mean, what I mean, it's messed up. You have William Benny, who worked for the NSA for 30 years, saying they blackmail Supreme Court justices in order to uh, get them to vote a particular way. Not a single investigation into that. How about that?
0: Too many cover-ups going on. Too many cover-ups. So what do you think is going to be the next? I mean, I mean obviously they're going to send this... this this automated thing to the moon, what what do you think is going to be their next step? Because uh, like I said, obviously, you know.
1: I don't think there will be a next step. Uh, I think this little scenario that's been going on for two years to trick people into getting medicine for an illness they don't have, when Uh their stated goal is to get rid of 93% of the people on the earth,
0: Uh I
1: think they're probably doing that for some sort of cosmic reason. Janet Napolitano said the day she resigned that a natural disaster is headed toward Earth. That has never happened in the history of America. And the Mm -hmm. third hidden clue, and it's a natural disaster, somehow you can know about years in advance. Mm -hmm. See, now we've had volcanoes and hurricanes and earthquakes in America, and you can't predict those years in advance. Mm -hmm. I think the disaster she's talking about is a comet asteroid or rogue planet. And if such a thing hits the Earth or comes near the Earth, that could cause half the people of the Earth to die in less than 12 months. So maybe this you know, push now to gradually lower the number of people on the earth is in preparation for that event so mm-hmm. that'll it be less of a shock on the earth that the number of people will be pre-lowered prior to that because the people who run the world see us as walking dead anyway and they don't want their way of life disrupted they want to travel and so forth and go to restaurants so i think they're kind of taking away the um uh the less desirable people you could say because the people on phase one of the medicine list is exactly identical to hitler's useless leaders list the obese the elderly the diabetic and so forth and they go the other end and go to young people and people who are pregnant uh, trying to get those people taken Mm -hmm. care of because they're dependent on society so Mm -hmm. this is the world that we live in it's fallen And when Christ says that there'll be greater tribulation in the last days than in the entire history of the world, and that unless God personally intervenes, no one will survive, I take that to mean that the evil people will succeed. They did a great job with Kennedy, Gulf of Tonkin, moon landing, 9-11, and this little thing going on for two years. So I think they are going to win. So as Peter said in the book of Acts, save yourself from this corrupt generation, right? And then bring a few other people along with you and batten down the hatches spiritually, physically. And I think the end is in sight. The evil people will never rise again. God Mm -hmm. is not going to let wicked people live forever. So this Mm -hmm. idea that you're in torment in hell forever, if you're evil, that's not true either. Because the Bible says you're annihilated. You know, if you have eternal life in hell, the Bible says eternal life is only for the redeemed you're just dead forever like a bug you step on so the evil Mm -hmm. people will be paid back they may win temporarily but they will lose their soul for eternity so i myself and i try to repent every day and so that we can make it into the next life which is really the important eternal one
0: absolutely absolutely before we close today what is your you know, by by making this, this video and writing your book, what 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 is your ultimate goal? Is it is it to make you know more people understand what you know what happened, or what's the goal? I guess
1: you know when Nixon said putting a man on the moon was the greatest event since creation, when mm-hmm. he knew they weren't there, and they said the Titanic, the largest machine ever built by humans, was a ship that God Himself cannot sink. Mm-hmm. I think I realized that putting a man on the moon is a blasphemous lie because it's actually the fact that they faked it, lied about it, murdered people to keep it a secret. That's actually more profound historically than if they would actually gone. So I realized this is an important truth for mankind to learn from, and it's being withheld. And it represents the spiritual battle between good and evil, truth and lies, light and darkness, and that people need to see this in order to live eternally. They need to wake up from the deception turn to light, and then God will take care of the rest.
0: Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Sure, Charlotte.
0: I learned a lot. It was great. I mean, I would love to have you on again to talk more about this stuff. It's great.
1: Well, take care.
0: All right, sir. You have a good evening, okay? You too. Or a good day. All right. Bye-bye. There we go. My button's missing. (laughs) Have a good one. All right, that was a very interesting show, and I learned a lot. And, you know, the possibilities with all this, I mean, like I said earlier, the technology wasn't there. So I, I have more of an, I, you know, I have an open mind as to whether we went or didn't go. But uh, I want to thank Bart for coming. I really appreciate it, and I, I hope you guys enjoyed the show as well. If you're watching from Facebook, please hit that Join button. If you're watching from Twitter, same thing. If you're watching from YouTube, there's a little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on and uh, click on that and that will subscribe you to more than 350 videos we do these shows six days a week six days a week yeah we do these shows six days a week and i try to bring different topics on it every day you know and it varies so i'm sure if you go over to youtube and start poking around and look around at what we've done you'll see that uh we have a lot of different topics and there's something for everybody tomorrow we're back on at 6 30 p.m pacific and we're going to have a, William J. Hall on with us. And William J. Hall has written several books on the paranormal. One in particular is called Phantom Messages. And Phantom Messages has to do with what we, we in the paranormal business call phone calls from the dead. Or you know, but uh, he not only covered that in this book. It was phone calls from the dead. He covered emails from the dead. No kinds of commu- all kinds of different electronic communications from the dead. So we're going to be talking with him tomorrow evening at 6:30 p.m. Pacific, which is our usual time being on. Again, I want to thank Bart for coming on. I really enjoyed the interview. It was interesting, and uh, you can find us at californianhauntsradio.com or CaliforniaHaunts.org. Uh, I'm going to be teaching a psychic development class coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So if anybody's interested in taking that, I'll have the information up probably tomorrow or the next day because I've got some other stuff to do here. But if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. That way you can get even with them. But we're equal, we are equal opportunity here with California Haunts Radio, and we are trying to get the word out about the show. Also, if you see that thing flashing across the bottom of the screen, that's because California Haunts is technically a non We do not get paid to investigate. We do not get paid to do the show. It's, to, it's simply based on donations. And, you know, I've got bills to pay, like my Internet costs and computers and everything else and the equipment for the team itself. And uh, something breaks. Uh, you know, that's that. So I could use a little help. And I'd like to keep the show on the air. We, we're starting our third year on the air in this format uh, in, in September before we were on blog talk radio for like 15 years. But uh, this is, the you know, we've done this for about three years. But if you can find it in your heart to help me out a little bit at paypal.me at California Haunts or Venmo at California Haunts. okay? because like I said, I like to bring different types of guests on, including including people like Bart, Um, you know, those that have done their research and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just something I enjoy. I'm a journalist. I'm a photojournalist by trade. And uh, this is what I do. It's my thing. All right. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming today, and hopefully, uh, the people that weren't around today will will see this this evening. But I, I really appreciate each and every one of you and in, in the in the backing given the show. Uh, we're starting to take off, and it's, it's just great to watch. And thank you for the two gentle the two people in the chat room. I really appreciate. it. I read all of your comments, and uh, it's great stuff. It's great stuff to chew on, you know. And just like with this theory that that we didn't go to the moon, it's a great thing to look into. You know, it doesn't hurt to research, and maybe you may maybe it'll change your mind, right? Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna get off of here because I have to do some other stuff today. But I appreciate you coming, and I will see you guys tomorrow at 6:30 p.m. Pacific. So, and I'm gonna get Bart's information up for you guys. So here we go. Sure, I get the right one right there. Okay. Oh, I hit the wrong button. See, I keep hitting the wrong button. There we go. Websites for Bart is MoonMovie.com. And seabral.com, and the book is Moon Man by Barzeybrel, and the video is a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. And you, as he said, you can access that video on his website but you can also get all this stuff over at Amazon of course. Okay guys, I'll see you tomorrow 6:30. Have a good have a good day.